Well, hello! Welcome to another episode of Cash Clarity. I'm your host, Abby Nerderman, and I am thrilled that you're joining me today. Today, I'm sharing with you three financial metrics that I track in my business. These three numbers help me ensure I'm getting the most out of my money. I chose this topic because at the end of the day, we're all in business to make some money so we can support our family and our lifestyle. Am I right? But where do we plant some of those guideposts so we can be sure that that happens? You probably want to understand some of the basic metrics without getting a degree in finance. I feel ya. I have an MBA and my finance courses were painful and I like math. So let's assume that you have a nice set of current, reliable financial statements. But to you, it's just a list of numbers on a page. Some things sort of intuitively make sense. The rest might as well be Greek. You might be thinking, Abby, I'm good. I have cash in the bank and that's all I need to know. Or you may be fighting an urge right now to pull the drawstrings on your hoodie so tight that you only have a little bitty hole open enough to breathe. <laughs> Come back to me. I'm only going to review three key metrics with you in this episode. And they're easy to calculate and understand if you have a good set of financial reports at hand. So the first of these three metrics is called the net operating profit margin. And what it tells you is how profitable you are. Basically, it's saying, are you making money? based off the principal services or products that you offer or sale. In other words, are you earning more than you're spending? So how do you calculate it? You add up all of your sales, that's your revenue. Then you add up all your expenses related to operating in your business and subtract that from your revenue number. This gives you what is known as the net operating income. If that's a positive number, then congratulations, my friend, you've made a profit. If it's negative, it means you have some work to do because you're operating at a loss. Now keep in mind, businesses sometimes receive or spend money related to other things besides operations. Those activities could be investing or financing. In the small business world, Investing usually means things like purchasing a building or a vehicle, and financing means taking out or repaying a loan. So transactions for both of these activities go into other income or other expenses, which are not found in the net operating income, keyword operating. So if you have depreciation expenses, don't include that. If you've earned or paid interest, don't include that. And if you've sublet an office in your space and your principal business is not property management, don't include that. You only want income or expenses related to the principal operations of your business. So once you've found your net operating income by adding up all your sales and subtracting all of the operating expenses, you can then find that net operating profit margin number. So you'll start by using the net operating income number and dividing that by your total revenue and then multiply it by 100 to get a percent. A good 
net profit margin will vary depending on your industry. If you have an online digital business, 20% is a really good number to aim for. So where can you find these numbers on your financial statement? You'll open your income statement. It's also known as the profit and loss statement or the P&L. You look at the very top for a line that says total income or total revenue. Then you look towards the bottom for the net income. Now here's a note. The P&L is a summary of what happened over a defined period of time. So make sure you pay attention to the dates of your report. And what I like to do in my business is track both the net profit margin on a monthly basis and then again for the last 12 months. I like looking at the longer time frame because it normalizes that data. Every now and then there can be a really bad <laughs> or really good month which skews your perception if you're only considering one month at a time. So again, net operating profit margin is the net operating income divided by the total revenue. All right. The second key metric that I track in my business is the operating cash flow amount. Note, this one will only apply to you if you are using the accrual basis of accounting, which recognizes income on the day of service or purchase versus the cash basis of accounting, which recognizes revenue when money is actually provided to you. So what does the operating cash flow amount tell you? It tells you where your money actually came from or went due to your operating activities. So sometimes you can be profitable and losing cash, or sometimes you can have an inflow of cash and not be profitable. It's weird and counterintuitive, I know, which is why I think this is a really important metric to consider. So how do you calculate it? This one gets a little bit messy compared to your net operating profit margin. So you want to take the total net income and add or subtract back in charges not affected by cash. So cash inflows that aren't affecting cash would include decreases in assets. So any sold property or if you've used up any prepaid expenses. This will include increases in liabilities, so if you use a credit card more than you paid on it, or maybe you get a new loan or line of credit, or if you have increases in equity, such as a sale of common stock. Now, outflows in cash are the exact opposite. So if you have an increase in assets, like purchasing a vehicle, that would be a cash outflow. Uh, decreases in liabilities, for example, would be um, paying off a credit card or loan, or decreases in equity, which would be like um, the payment of a cash dividend. Alright, so let's really think about accounts receivable for a second. Accounts receivable is an asset. It is something that you would find on your balance sheet up in the asset portion of the, the statement, which is up at the very top. So if you build $1,000 in May to your customers, but you only collect $700 in May, that means some clients be owing you $300. That $1,000 will be reported in your total net income. But there's $300 you're missing out on. 
it's an increase in the accounts receivable balance, which means it's a cash outflow. So you would subtract that $300 from your total net income to get to your operating cash flow. Of course, it could go the opposite way. Say you have a really bad month the next month and you didn't make any sales. But hey, you finally collected your $300. That's a decrease in your accounts receivable balance, making it a cash inflow. Then that $300 gets added to your operating cash flow. So now let's think about credit cards. Credit cards are the opposite of accounts receivable because they are a liability. You'll find them kind of in the middle of your balance sheet. If you spend money all month long using your credit card, but you don't make any payments on your credit card, that would thereby increase your credit card balance. The total for all of the money you put on your credit card gets added to your cash flow. But be careful, there's always a flip side here. Assume that the next month you don't use your credit card to pay for anything, but you pay the balance on it. You'd subtract that credit card payment from your cash flow. So to find your total operating cash flow number, you'd take that total net income and add or subtract all the differences from the increases or decreases to your assets or your liabilities. So where do you find these numbers? Well, it's on the statement of cash flow. And the nice thing is, is it calculates it all for you. Winning! No math is actually required if you're using an accounting software to produce your financial reports. You just gotta run the cash flow report. And it's usually called the statement of cash flows, or it can sometimes be called the statement of cash flows and cash equivalents. Um, so just keep your eye out for something that says cash in it. What you're looking for, you're looking for a positive number. It doesn't have to be really huge, it just has to be positive. It means that you have cash coming into your business. Alright, so that was the second metric. The third metric is average accounts receivable aging days. If you don't invoice customers and you collect all your money up front, that's cool. This metric isn't for you, but this is a good one for everyone else. So the good news is that this one is a whole lot easier to find than the first two metrics. What you need is the invoices that you have open that people still owe you money on. So how do you calculate it? You take today's date and you subtract it by the date of the outstanding invoice. And then you repeat that calculation for all your open invoices. And then you, what I like to do is take an average of that number to figure out kind of where I'm lying. So a good number on this metric really varies by industry. For example, if you're in healthcare and you deal with medical insurance, you may be looking at a couple months for an average. Myself, I like to keep mine under 10 days. That's just a personal preference, and I keep my book of clients at a really low number. So keeping my accounts receivable aging number at 10 days is a very manageable for me. There you have it. Those are three of the big key metrics that I measure in my business. The first was net operating profit margin. The second was operating cash flow amount. And then the third one was 
average accounts receivable aging days. So which metric can you use for your business? I encourage you to pick one of the three I reviewed here today and tally it up in the next 24 hours to find out if you're on the right track. And I want to hear about it. Go ahead and DM me on Instagram at Abby Nerderman. That's A-B-B-Y-N-E-R-D-E-R-M-A-N. If you're not using any financial metrics in your business, you're probably leaving a lot of money on the table. You could be bleeding cash or just plain overspending. Bookkeeping, when done correctly, will allow you to calculate your financial metrics with ease and in a timely manner, which means you'll be maximizing cash flow and increasing profits so you can bring home more bacon and make a bigger impact. Now that we're at the end of the episode, you should have gained some insight on how key financial metrics can work for you and hopefully give you that boost of confidence you need to review them every now and again. I hope you come back for the next episode because I'm talking all about Accountant Code of Ethics in plain English. You definitely want to tune in if you're working with an accountant or a bookkeeper in your business. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked this episode, please subscribe to the show where you listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to be featured in a listener shout out in a future Cash Clarity episode, please leave a review on iTunes. Until next time.